Once upon a time, upon an island in the middle of a lake, three public stewards joined forces to protect a small town's independence and start a podcast. I'm Superintendent and Coroner, Baby Smith Jones Johnson. I'm Fire Chief and Historian, Gil Gilman. I am Mayor Manny McDermott. This is Yelkenback. Hello, hello, comebackers, and welcome to another episode of This is Yelkenback. I am, of course, your mayor, Manny McDermott. And I'm superintendent and coroner, Baby Smith Jones Johnson. And last night, I had a sleep paralysis hallucination that American jazz singer Nat King Cole was feeding me ham salad, mama to baby bird style. Oh, dear. And I'm Fire Chief and Historian Gil Gilman. Uh, if anyone sees a 9-volt battery in Harrison Park, uh, that's mine. Please return it. Gil, baby, it is so good to be with you all in this room yet again. Um, I want to start today's episode with a little bit of housekeeping. You know, we started this little podcast with a big dream, and that dream was to bring more people to Yolkenbach so that we could meet the state's uh, silly population threshold to maintain our independence and maintain our incorporation as a small town. And I just wanted to um, give a shout out to five of our newest residents here in Yolkenbach because, you know, they are helping our dreams come true. They are adding to our population, but also to our communities and to our culture and to our joy. So I just want to welcome Marissa Brinkman, Priscilla Della Garza, Lanita Folsom, Pillar Fellows, and Mike Caswell. Um, you know, these are our five newest residents of Yolkenbach. And I, before we do anything else today, I just want them to feel warmly welcomed to our community. And that was our traditional moment of silence <laughs> for new residents to Yolkenbach Island. Uh, I don't know if that's what everyone else does and on other islands or in other communities, but here, when you get a new resident, uh, you take a moment of silence. I know that when uh, I think of warmth, I think of uh, the crushing silence of uh, solitude and peace. Yeah, that was strangely solemn, but um, thank you all. Thank you all for observing that moment with me. Um, it, I think we should pivot here because I, I think uh, it's important that we address the elephant in the room. Um, my, my theory of public service is that you get out ahead of the story, you don't hide anything, you stay transparent, and um, frankly, we have something to answer for. So on New Year's Eve, there was a party, an official town party that, you know, we hosted, we advertised on the mainland, hoped to bring people in. Um, we even had, you know, a boat party aspect, uh, thanks to Rhonda and Gil, baby. Um, uh, you know, it, it went south. Uh, the party got a little wild. Um, and I, and I think we should be clear that as public officials, we have to be held accountable to our behavior. Uh, you know, uh, um, Manny, I, I will be the first to admit that um, I maybe, uh, possibly, definitely had um, 
one too many mudslides um, at the New Year's Eve party, and I would like to apologize profusely to um, Gail Tenenbaum. I will replace that kettle. And, yeah, man, uh, frankly, I wasn't really prepared to talk about this. When you said the elephant in the room and sort of admitting to things, I thought you were talking about this trinket that I brought today. I have taken up wood carving and sort of the elephant in the room. This right here uh, is is actually an anteater. I meant it to be an anteater, but I got the snout sort of really far off. So I thought I thought that was well. The beveling Additionally, is uh, just divine, Gil. I-, I have to say. Thank you. I, I appreciate that, baby. Uh, unfortunately, I did drink a liter and a half of Everclear uh, the other night uh, at the party. Uh, I, I, it's not quite that I was tricked. Um, I just thought Everclear was something else. Uh, I was not aware it was alcohol, and uh, drinking, I guess, that quantity of it did sort of have an effect on my behavior that some might call unnecessary. Uh, but but um, on the topic of apologizing, uh, Manny, I um, I do believe that I, I saw you on top of... Uh, Mod Gomes uh, roof uh, recreating the I'm flying Jack scene from Titanic. Well, you see, uh, yes, right. Um, you, as you all know, I am I am a teetotaler. I I don't partake in alcohol. But what what did happen was, um, Doctor Olive brought several batches of brownies that I did not understand to be, um, let's say, laced with relaxation um plants oh yeah the horse sedatives yeah those will get you right uh yeah and i had several brownies because as you all know i have a bit of a sweet tooth um and yeah anytime that i get uh, a little out of mind i i i reenact kate winslet's greatest hits um and you happen to see me in a pretty cliche moment but you know sometimes it's um doing a little clementine from eternal sunshine or um, you know, pretending to be um, a various lesbians. So, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't the greatest look for the mayor of the town, and I sincerely apologize. Um, uh, well, uh, I will replace the shingles. You know, Manny, uh, cliche it may have been, but uh, I will say it was nuanced. Thank you. Thank you. Thank- I've been, I've, you know, I've been working on it a little bit. Well, yeah, um, and I and I do maybe the last thing. Uh, I will address. There was a moment when all three of us, uh, at the height of our um, fun times, if you will, oh gosh, um, began an improvised uh, rap of sorts, um, and the language was inappropriate to I, say the least for I, the setting. Uh, I um. You know, as superintendent, I have to set an example for all the students here on the island. So let me just um, apologize um, for how flagrantly I threw around the F word that night. I am sorry. Fart is a completely inappropriate word for a man in my position to use. Really? And, and, you know, I guess... This is one of those moments when I, I guess, had some lucidity into what was going on. And Frank, the fact that I was able to uh, use English words was surprising even to myself. Um, I, I would also say in my role as fire chief, 
the number of times that I shot that flare gun was just inappropriate. Um, I If you or someone you know has a flare gun, please make sure they are educated responsibly on its usage. You know, in spite of everything, Gil, uh, I do think that um, only one house fire that night was, um, in hindsight, a success. Yes, there, there certainly could have been more damage, though I, I do want to to acknowledge the, you know, the historical and systemic damage I might have caused in evoking the lyric um, that I made up uh, in, in which I said, gimme, 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 gimme King Tut. I'll wrap it when I tap it, when I unwrap that butt. Um, I, frankly, Manny, it, it wasn't so much the the lyrics that you used, in my opinion. I, I thought it was it was the dancing that I think really did it. And 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 I guess listeners that weren't uh, on the boat at that time uh, might assume that Manny was doing a, a sort of walk like an Egyptian sort of uh, dance, but it, it wasn't quite so. Um, Manny had come, I guess, layered up for the cold, and uh, at that point, if I'm not mistaken, had determined yeah. that it was no longer cold enough for those layers. Right. And so many of them had had gone. Yeah. Um, too many. Uh. He, uh, he may, well, while Manny is our may or, he may or may not have been naked, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm. Uh, I, if he were a pharaoh, I would say he was King Imhotep. Uh, but, wow. uh, it, there wow. were no, um, wow. for what, for what it's worth, there were no, uh, sort of, uh, public indecency laws, uh, violated at the time because we were, of course, uh, on the boat, which uh, uh, is under the jurisdiction of lake law. And yes, as everyone knows, nudity on the lake is uh, legally sanctioned. Well, um, I'm glad we addressed that. Thank you both for uh, leading leading from ahead. You know, it's it's important uh, when we as public figures make embarrassing choices and actions that we we stand up to them. But I also stand behind my two colleagues here as incredible citizens that are truly... Um, you know, committed to the, oh, oh gosh, Gil, will you get that, the, just answer it. The telephone? No, yes, Gil, the telephone that's ringing loudly. Can you yeah, get Yeah, it's been that? going on for a while. I know. I thought you would just answer it, because that's your job, Gil. Can you answer the phone? You know, it's... You, no, wait, you, we talked about, you said that I shouldn't answer it that way anymore. What way? Picking it up? That's how you should. That's how you answer a that's phone. That's how I know it. That's how I assume. Gil, you know, someone is on that line. Manny, you're the mayor of this town. You should probably get that. It's been ringing for a good yeah, time mayor now. Mayor Manny may or may not need to pick up the phone this time. Okay, you know? fine. I'll pick it up. Hello. Um, you have reached town hall. If this is an emergency, please state it quickly, and we will try to help you. Manny, you know this is an emergency line. I, I don't know if you've got to the point quickly enough. Oh, you've got to be. Yeah, clear. that was. A lot of stuff ahead of time. Here, I'll show Manny. I'll show you how it's done. Uh, caller, go ahead. Yes, hi. This is CJ Saga, editor in chief of the, the local paper. You know the call. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, CJ. Uh, hey, CJ. Um, I uh, it's a little bit of an embarrassment, but I finally found that stock pot I borrowed from you. I know I told you I lost it, but turns out I had been using it as a vase this entire time. Oh. Great, just bought a new one, but so happy to know you found mine. 
Hey, CJ, I, uh, I, I know you're calling on the emergency line, so I'm sure that this is very important. But I also just wanted <sighs> to say, I, um, hearing you say your last name, I have been pr- pronouncing it CJ Saga. Uh, I, I, I thought you were related to, you know, that popular uh, movie person, uh, Jason Seagal. Oh, my gosh, Gil. Uh, and so... Gil, first oh. of all, it's an emergency line. Second of all, why not everything is pronounced like the sound a bird makes. I thought it was cigar, like you were saying cigar, but uh, because maybe your family's from New York. You know, it's a common misconception. My grandfather was the original creator of the cigar. Oh. Wow. Wow. That's rude. That, it makes Seems... sense, since uh, your both of your grandparents were always just smoking so much. Like chimneys. That seems surprisingly recent for the invention of the cigar. That's incredible. Um, I, I, I'm sorry, Manny. I, I think, I believe CJ said that her grandparents were the inventors of the cigar. Which is very similar to the cigar, uh, but it, it's much, much larger. Uh, Manny, have you ever... Um, had a, a foot-long sub sandwich? Um, that feels like a loaded question. Yes. You well, uh, uh, imagine that size, volume, and heft, but uh, a tobacco product. That's huh. a cigar. Girthy. I hate to interrupt you, fine, fine folks, but I have some shocking revelations that I've come across and a lot of questions. Oh. Oh, my. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you say shocking revelations? I'm sorry, I was taking a drink of water, and uh, I was trying to swallow it, and something got caught in my throat. So, uh, And I collapsed onto my dainty fainting couch that I keep here in the office. It really is annoying. It's kind of in the way. You know. As anyway, th- CJ, please go ahead. As three public officials in this town, I would assume that you all would know what was going on within the city. It's a pretty uh, big assumption, to be honest, but uh, we try our best. I mean, I'm not the head of the Department of the Interior here on the island. Uh, that's Baby's job. Mm-hmm. I'm depart- head of the Department of the Exterior. And uh, so, uh, I, if Manny, if you remember uh, a few months ago, we made you the head of uh, titillations and tabloid rumors. That's true. And I'm also the head of the posterior, which is similar. Um, a lot of intersections there. So uh, please, CJ, um, I don't mean to keep interrupting. What, what, are your, what are your questions about what's going on? Well, since you all don't seem to know what's going on, my first question is for Superintendent Baby. What are you teaching today's youth in the schools? Oh, well, um, lots of things. Uh, most recently, uh, I taught a workshop down at the Yalkenbach Municipal Elementary on um, uh, how to harvest animal flesh uh, and to create drying racks and uh, scrape away the moisture to uh, create handmade vellum. From the documentation I've received, it seems like you've been teaching them how to dump into local waterways. Ooh. Oh, oh, well, uh, see, uh, I I think I know exactly uh, what you are talking about. And um, yes, after uh, we harvested the flesh of animals uh, for their fine, fine leather for vellum creation, we did um, uh, ceremoniously place their bones back into Outer Lake to... Um, to return them uh, to to Mother Earth and Gaia, so that the circle of life could continue. Well, Superintendent oh, that's, Baby, that's a relief. That sounds so sweet, but that's not the dumping I'm referring to. You, you know, CJ, I from something about the way that you sort of intonated when you said dumping 
made me think that you were saying that baby had taught those children how to, I guess, as they're saying it, take a great big dumper <gasps> in the water. Yes. And uh, th- so that is what In the you town's mean. most treasured lake, in the middle of our town, these teens... In Inner Lake? You're pooping in Inner Lake, baby? You are the head of wildlife and sustainability. Have you taught these teens to dump within the most treasured landmark within our town? I, um, uh, uh, I, I've been caught, um, backed into, um, a, a bit of a corner, and, um, you know, um, maybe, maybe it's time to, to just come clear. Um, as, um, uh, as you may or may not know, a few weeks ago, the seniors at Yalkenbach Municipal High School, uh, they had their senior picnic, um, and, uh, it was catered, of course, by none other than, uh, uh, Manny, uh, he baked a, uh, seemingly delicious baked ziti, uh, and, uh, after mm-hmm. the seniors had enjoyed their baked pasta, well, it, it turned out that it, um, it wasn't gonna settle very well in, in anyone's stomachs, and, um, well, there was just no time to get back to the high school, and, uh, when nature calls, uh, you've gotta do your business somewhere. And, I mean, to be fair, um, I, I, what happened, CJ, was I tried to make a keto ZD, uh, and, and so I used one of those, like, pasta makers where you can use produce to create pasta shapes, um, and uh, it turns out that a prune ZD was not ideal. Uh, the color was nice, but, um, not on the other side. Oh, so, according to you two, this is just a one-time instance. Nothing terrible going on in town. Well, uh, CJ, let me ask you this. Do not the fish, do not the itters of Outer Lake and the otters of Inner Lake also poop in the waters? And are we truly any different than those itters or otters? Are we not all just animals in this great big circle of life, pooping and drinking where we poop? So you're telling me that we teach our teens how to be wild animals instead of great members of our society? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, CJ, to just interrupt briefly. Uh, uh, we do. I mean, there is the class on uh, sort of moose survival skills, where we do sort of teach our teens uh, how best to survive in the wild by emulating the moose. Um, but if, so so. And, but I'm I'm sure you know that as well. Uh, and of course, moose don't poop where they swim. So. So then if this is just a one-time incident or a part of some class that would happen during the day, why is it that the one and only Granny Shortbottom provided me with photos of teens dumping at all hours of the night? Oh, my. Uh, oh, well, uh, okay, uh, Granny Shortbottom, that makes sense. Uh, you see, uh, back in the 40s, during her heyday, it was all the rage in town for teens to go out and, uh, you know, take a big old dumper uh, right in the lake. Uh, so uh, I think she may have been showing you um, a few photos uh, trying to take herself a, a trip down memory lane. Are you insinuating that Granny Shortbottom would lie? Um, you know, CJ, I don't, I don't want this to just sound like your typical politicians being defensive. So... I guess maybe I'll turn a question to you. You, you know, you came to us with these hard-hitting uh, journalistic factoids. Are, I'm wondering, is there damage to the waterways that you've seen? Um, what what made you concerned about the uh, proliferation of youth poop uh, in Inner Lake? 
And, and CJ, we are uh, actually recording the podcast now. So if there's anything sort of salacious or terrible or things that might not be appropriate for air, make sure you say them now because this is when sort of the public will needs to hear them and can hear them. Well, better. let me ask you all a question. To your question, is it a okay. victimless crime if I've seen several baby otters just throwing teen poop all around? For our oh, town's no. babies to get them, and their butt hands in their are mouths. so precious. Yes. It's both collectively adorable and revolting to think about. The Yolkenbach otters are no longer tucking little tiny rocks under their armpits. No, no. Instead, they're little tiny teen poops. Is that what we want? Is that um, how we want to convey our town to outsiders? It's it's not. Uh, certainly not. I. I hear you. Um, you know the the cleanliness of our otters' hands, uh, especially since those mothers have to work overtime to keep them clean. I, I, I certainly understand your concern. I'm also a little concerned for our teens' diets. Uh, usually, I imagine that means all of their poop is floating to be accessible to the otters, and I, I don't think that's great. Um, so I have many concerns here. Uh, here's a a question uh and also uh a suggestion an idea uh what if uh we were to change up the menus and the cafeterias uh for all the schools here on the island uh so that it is a uh, an otter friendly menu are you saying the teens are eating the otters oh i, I well I, what i'm suggesting is that uh if the teens eat an otter friendly menu uh, once they uh take a big fat dumper in inner lake in in, in inner lake, uh, then it would be a a compact little pellet of otter fuel. And oh, what about um... the Yule Come Back Town seals? What are they supposed to do? Oh, the seals are back. They're back, and I... they're pissed. <laughs> Manny, you didn't tell us the seals are back. Well, um. Frankly, you all make it hard to bring these sorts of things up. Um, Manny, we have that meeting at the beginning of every work day where we say, are the seals back? We have that, you know, thermometer where we color it in green or red to indicate how many seals. And it's been at zero for so long. I know that we always hand you the mark. You've seen the revolver in the glass case on the wall there that says, in case the seals return, break glass. Well, maybe I don't want to be part of a tradition of killing the seals. Maybe we can reach a diplomatic solution. I mean, it's a tranquilizer gun, Manny. We're, you know, it's, well, it's not a real... Well, we're not going to shoot any seals. Well, you could have made that more clear. It looks like a revolver. Uh, well, we thought I'm that sorry. that would make it feel... Um, it would make you feel more empowered uh, when the seals are, are charging you down. Yeah, I, and plus, I, I had already made that one change. I don't know if you all noticed, but instead of saying break glass, it actually says if seals are present, break seal. I just thought that was sort of funny. Uh, oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Is the safety of our community really a laughing matter to you three political officials? Sorry. sorry. I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, CJ. That's Do a good point. I, uh, personally, interest? I'm not on trial here. I'm I'm not the one who've taught who've taught our teens to take big fat dumpers in Inner Lake. So, oh wow! You know, I'll leave that to to, to Manny and Baby to resolve. Okay, and, why is my name take, in that? I don't have any control over the children. You are the mayor of this town. Oh, okay, fair point. That's a fair point. Um, so well, CJ, 
uh, maybe do you have any do you have any uh, do you have any other questions um, about how well we're doing? Um, our infrastructure maybe, plan. Maybe uh, maybe what our sponsors are for this week. Oh, good point. Um, CJ, while you think about those questions, let's hear a little word from our sponsor. From the Rocks for Family, behind such ventures as Rocks for Squeegees, Rocks for Massages, and Rocks for and Sons Law Firm, comes an exciting new Rocks for Venture. Rocks for You! Rocks for You is an exciting new store featuring upcycled rocks from other Rocks for Ventures. And the best part is, you get to decide what these Rocks for Rocks are for. Some gravel from Rocks for Lawn Care could be your next driveway. Or a hunk of limestone from Rocks for Recording Studio could be your next countertop. The possibilities are only limited by your imagination with rocks. Baby Manny and I got a special sneak peek into the store before their grand opening. What kind of rocks did you all buy? And what did you end up using them for? Oh, well, uh, I picked up a few rocks for pillows, and uh, I had been meaning to get a few new decorative throw pillows for my new sofa, and... Uh, you know, uh, these uh, granite slabs really do the trick. I uh, I picked up a set of igneous rocks um, that uh, I use for multiple purposes. Uh, one is for paperweights, because as you all know, as mayor, I have papers galore on this desk. But I also made sure to get the igneous mortal and mortar and pestle um, to mix all of my favorite vegan recipes, um, uh, including the prune ziti. Um, so yeah, I- I'm really loving the product. And you, listener, can find all of that and more at Rocks For You, which has its grand opening this Friday at 7 a.m. Rocks For You. Make sure your rocks are good. And we're back, and um, hopefully that ad um, had you craving hard-hitting rocks, and now I guess we'll get back to a hard-hitting journalist. <laughs> There's a segue. Uh, CJ, um, how you doing? What Do you have any other questions for us? Just wondering if you all keep your rocks in your head instead of on your desks. Well, that, you know, that seems rather harsh for an objective journalist oh, like yourself. Oh, oh wait. Wait, my assistant just brought in some breaking news. Okay. This just in. (laughs) Did you say breaking news? Little Linda Lule has lost her little toe to a you'll come back lobster. The sea creatures are revolting. They are tired of the poop. Oh my. The lobster cut off a child's toe? What are you all going to do? What will happen to these teens? Will there be consequences? Oh, uh, for the teens or the lobster or or the or the toe? I well, I let me start here. Um, as you know, CJ, with our history, we we do believe in restorative justice on the island. So we we will certainly uh, get the lobster into a restorative justice program where um, he can meet with a crisis counselor, and also um, we can begin to talk about. Um, you know, reparation for the harm that's been done to his habitat, but also uh, reparation for the child now missing a digit, um, a victim of of all of this as well. As for the teens, um, that is in baby's jurisdiction, uh, but we certainly we want to foster their growth and learning, not just to punish them. 
and since we are recording this, uh, I, th- I think this does sort of fall into sort of the audio trial territory. So perhaps we could get uh, Sonic Judge Irving maybe to rule on this after uh, after she's heard the episode. Uh, but uh, but I, but I'm not on trial, and I just want to state that for the record. Uh, on the other hand, I would like to maybe make a suggestion of finding another place for the teens to take their big fat dumpers. Mm. And uh, I think maybe one of those possibilities was mentioned just at the top of the show. Uh, CJ, baby, that stockpot, you know, it's not needed anymore. Maybe if that stockpot was placed somewhere near Inner Lake, mm-hmm. that'd be a great place for the teams to sort of relieve themselves. Mm. You know, it, it is. Uh, it's a 35-gallon uh, stockpot, and uh, at the moment, I, I only have a single tulip in it. And, uh, you know, I I, uh, I like to uh, track and chart my health uh, by means of uh, my dumpers, and uh, I could... Uh, I could uh, easily say that the mass of one of my fat dumpers is uh, equal to the mass of one tulip. Um, so what do you think, CJ? I mean, I, I know you're not, uh, you're more on the reporting end of things, but, uh, you, you know, you're the editor as well. Maybe you editorialize a bit. Uh, what do you think? What's your opinion? Uh, you think this is a good plan? I think diapers for teens is the plan to go with. Hmm. Diapers for teens? I, I uh, Is this... Uh, is this a movement? This is the first I've heard of this slogan. Well, I can tell you, uh, little Linda Lule's feeling really strong about diapers for teens right now. I mean, maybe the stockpot is a good way to start, but this this is just getting out of hand. Uh, well, uh, uh, CJ, we actually have a new five-point plan to increase the population, and uh, one of those right. uh, points is to... To clean up all of the diapers from Garbage Beach. And if we give every teen on the island diapers for their big fat dumpers, uh, where else could they throw them but Garbage Beach? And that just, you know, that defeats the point of, of what we're trying to do here. You know, as, as mayor, I hate to throw my authority around, but maybe this is a time when I can propose a solution. And forgive me if this is a little out there, a little wild, but I think if if part of the problem is that we have some teen rebellion scenario where there are there there is a mass dumping happening in our most beloved inner lake then there's one there's two solutions one we clearly need um maybe at Yolkenbeck Community College or maybe at the high school a a reinstatement of a potty training curriculum um, for adolescents. I think I think we pay a lot of attention to toddlers. It's time to pay a little more attention to adolescents who sometimes um, feel as if um, they can sort of reclaim childhood by getting a little wild with their bowels. That's plan number one. Plan number two, CJ, and I hope you cover this um, factually and on the record, plan number two is that every time a teen poops in Inner Lake, they must help us clean another part of the island. A tit-for-tat situation. So, um, for example, if, if uh, Ayanna Small uh, takes, a, takes a deuce um, in, the, in, the, you know, in the inner lake, then she will help us clean um, the pit where uh, that used to be the mass grave of chickens. Like, I think it's, it's only fair. 
You know, Mayor, I really appreciate your creative problem solving, and I know my readers mm. do as well. Thank you, thank you. Uh, well, hold on a second here. I've got some breaking news of my own, all right? Uh, I, I've been doing some research while uh, you all have been talking, and again, I know I'm not on trial here, but I guess I would like to take the role for a second as a sort of uh, auditory public defender. Uh, I, I'm, I'm doing some, I've been doing some research. I was hearing about these diapers for teens and, and, and hearing CJ's name being thrown around a lot. So I, I, started, I knew this rang a bell. So I was doing some research back in the archives, which I have all of it here on my phone. Uh, I don't know if you all remember this, but uh, along with the Saga, the Saga family, originally being the Saga family and making uh, what we all, the, the Sagas that we know and, well, I don't partake in them, but... Uh, Girthy. They're smooth and they're, mild. Yeah, they're far too... But in addition to that, uh, the Saga family also owns the largest share of the teen incontinence uh, industry here <gasps> on the island. My fainting couch! It's too dainty for all this fainting! Uh, so, CJ, uh, since we have you on the line here, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. perhaps you could uh, speak to this. You and Granny Shortbottom uh, seem like you might... Uh, who is, um, I might say the second largest shareholder of the Teen Incontinence program on the island. Never trust a short bottom. CJ, and here to think, I was going to give back the stock pot that I borrowed from you in the first place. I hope you drown in that stock pot, baby. I, uh, uh... CJ! <laughs> wow. That's a strong statement. And, and uh, on I the record... I remind you... I, uh, I will remind you, yeah, you are on the air and also possibly going to be in, in the court of, of Sonic Judge Irving. I can't believe the audacity of this group of political officials. Would you dare insinuate that I would put up Linda, little Linda Lule's toes just to make a profit? Well, it was just the one toe. I, um... Uh, are the uh, seals even returning? appreciate your all's time today it's it's really been great uh you know mayor you're doing you're doing a you're doing a bang-up job and i i thank you i greatly respect each and every one of you all it was it was such a hoot to see you at the new year's eve party i just you know yes um and thank you for your discretion in not uh putting that in the paper and also you know frankly Thank you um, for your for your coverage of the local rugby team of which I am a part. Um, your sentences about our thighs shining for the gods are poetic, um, reminiscent of the Greek classics. So um, keep it up well, on that front. I can't resist a beefy thigh. Everyone knows that. Everyone and C and CJ, I I, I know. Um... Well, I do. I do first want to claim this as another victory for uh, for myself, amateur attorney Gil Gilman. Um, mm. But uh, I, I'd also like to just say, you know, I'm. I don't like to throw around political favors, but uh, you know, I really appreciate you uh, publishing my political cartoon. Uh, I, I thought it was pretty funny, and so you know, so what if you were trying to sort of 
increase the value uh, of your of your business by creating a scandal uh, that wasn't actually happening. Um, I, I I think you know you're you're running a great newspaper there. You're publishing some really funny political cartoons. Like Manny said, you're you're covering the local sports. Uh, I think we'll call it a pass. That sounds great, Gil. And may I just say before we sign off, hey everybody, don't forget smoke saga cigars. Smooth and mild. And girthy. Well, that, um, Gil, baby, that was one of our most eventful calls yet. Um, I, I'm sorry, Manny. I, I'm a little bit stressed out. I am going to um, sit down on my fainting couch, and uh, I hope you okay. and uh, Gil don't mind, but I am I am going to light up a cigar. Oh, my God. It's huge. <laughs> That's a huge cigar, uh, baby. I, I that you know I, I'd actually like to ask you if you, if you are gonna if you are gonna smoke that, please step outside. Um, I don't think he'll get through the door. Out, I I just spat out the last of my water. I I haven't been able to take a drink this whole time, and I'm becoming a bit parched. I, I don't think the smoke would help with. Oh, I I understand. I will just uh, tuck this away in my cigar carrying case. Um. Two notes for people who cannot see us as we record this podcast. One, baby's mouth just opened like a python to get that cigar in there, which was um, a sight to behold. And uh, I also just want to shout out Gil for doing investigative reporting on his cricket flip phone. I didn't even know it was possible. Uh, just an incredible display of uh, ingenuity. I, I'm so glad to work with both of you. Uh, thank you, Manny. This isn't actually a, a, a cricket phone. This phone is actually uh, brought to you by Y'all Come Back Cellular. Y'all Come Back Cellular, the number one. Gil, we didn't agree to a sponsorship. Of, what do you? What? What is this? Uh, well, let me just say, don't go investigating the number one shareholder in Y'all Come Back Cellular. <laughs> oh my lord. Uh, well, all right. And that sound means it's time for uh, time, weather, and community announcements. It's a Wednesday afternoon, and it is... Oh, I think it's snowing outside. In community announcements, Y'all Come Back residents can see a natural phenomenon next week. A bright green and blue light effect will be visible in the sky on clear nights as the Y'all Come Back watercolor enthusiasts burn their most recent paintings. Founded by three nuns of St. Yolcom Patrick Church, Sisters for the Second Amendment have asked us to let the town know they are circulating a petition to call for the end of the prohibition of t-shirt cannons at local sporting events. Wedding bells are ringing! Patty Cake and Baker S. Mann will be tying the knot on the 30th of next month at Yalcom Back First Methodist. Keep an eye out for invitations, which are little rolls of paper marked with a B. The Yalcombeck Prank Masters are happy to announce the election of their new chairman, Willie Lickerbush, and their vice chairman, Phil McCracken. Congratulations, fellas, and good luck in the upcoming legislative session. New Year, New Poo! The Yalcombeck Fiber Foundation is offering free bags of supplements to all who attend their second annual End Constipation Conference at the Yalcombeck Lodge on January 14th. They are confident that conference number two will run smoothly. Congratulations to James E. Jameson, grandson of former Little Miss Cornhole, Jamie Jameson, for accepting a full-ride scholarship to the Albuquerque College of Chopping and Lumberjackery. 
And we here at This Is Y'all Come Back want to wish all of you a happy new year. And if any of those sound like the place you'd like to call your new home, remember, this is Y'all Come Back. This is Y'all Come Back is an improvised podcast performed by Corey Collins, Josiah Knight, and Cameron Lindsay. Music written and performed by Caleb Ritchie. Check out his music at Caleb Ritchie Music on Facebook. Our cover art was done by Pip Lloyd. You can find Pip and their work on Twitter with the username at underscore proto Pip. Eager for more This Is Y'all Come Back or have a community announcement that you'd like to be read on the show? Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Y'all Come Back Pod on Twitter and at This Is Y'all Come Back on Instagram. Our special guest, CJ Saga, was played by Stephanie Early. Stephanie is an alumna of the Transylvania University Improv Team, Impromptu, and the proud dog mom of two. Our email is yalkombeckpodcast at gmail.com. That's Y-A-L-L-C-O-M-E-B-A-C-K podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to support This Is Yalkombeck, you can support us on Patreon, where we are always eager to hear your suggestions for new content and ways that we can engage with our listeners. If you like what you heard here, please hit subscribe so that you can get the newest episode in your feed every week. And while you're at it, leave a five-star review. Finally, share the show with your friends. Just like the people of Yalkenbeck, we are looking to grow, and we would love to welcome more folks into our community. Thanks for listening.